Let's go to Australia and Karen Middleton is Chief Political Correspondent for the Saturday Paper. Uh, Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Catherine. Your Prime Minister is just back from China and this, as I think we were discussing before he went, is a significant visit this time. Yes, it is. In fact, no Australian Prime Minister has been to China on an official visit for seven years. You'll recall we've spoken a number of times about the deep freeze that's been ensuing in the bilateral relationship. Uh, And this is the beginning of the thaw, we hope. Um, Well, the thaw is underway. That deep freeze was uh, illustrated by some sanctions on a number of Australian products. We've seen barley and wine and beef and lobsters and a few other things. And gradually in the lead up to this visit, we have seen some of those tariffs come off. We're still awaiting um, the completion of the removal of those tariffs on wine and we are uh, still waiting the move on lobsters and beef. But it's a good sign that the relationship is improving and this has really been since the change of government in Australia last year. The reason the China side was so upset with Australia really seems to sort of point back to its ban on the Huawei telecommunications company, Chinese company, initially from the National Broadband Network here, but most significantly from the 5G network. So it was a a concern, a security concern about them from the Australian side. And then when the COVID wave pandemic hit, the Morrison government uh, called for an international inquiry into China's role in disseminating that virus. And that was was the thing that seems to have really uh, cemented their anger at Australia. But their economy is struggling a bit uh, and so they've had to shift. The change of government has given them the opportunity and the anniversary of the first Australian Prime Ministerial visit to China 50 years ago, which was this past week, uh, it has given them the timing. So that's why Anthony Albanese is gone. All right. Uh, and so far, so good then. Um, are there particular matters, gnarly matters that... that will if not be resolved, will at least be addressed, do we think, whether it's between the leaders or between officials? Yes, so the Prime Minister's had his visit, uh, he's sort of on his, on his way back now, and he's had his uh, meeting with President Xi. The, the language that Anthony Albanese, the Prime Minister, uses these days is that we will cooperate where we can and disagree where we must. So they're saying this is not a return to the kind of relationship that the two countries had before, and that's because Australia retains concerns about a, a number of China's activities in, militarily speaking, in the South China Sea, its ambitions for Taiwan and its role in geopolitics generally, and also its activities in the cyber domain. So Australia is continuing to hold its concerns about that and to express them, and also human rights issues. We have one Australian citizen, Dr Yang Heng-jun, who's a writer who's in detention in China, and a number of others uh, for various alleged offences, and Anthony Albanese made representations about him. So there's those concerns. Both sides are saying what they want is dialogue um, to talk about the things they agree on and where they can cooperate in a range of areas, including environmentally, but also to talk about what they disagree on. And the Prime Minister says he hopes we can we can see some guardrails around the relationship. So there's no miscalculation in future, either on the trade in the trade domain or in any other sense. All right. Now your rates are on the rise again. The, the official cash rate on the rise again. What's driven at this time? 
Uh, we've got, still got stubborn old inflation, Catherine. Uh, it was a bit of a grim old Melbourne Cup day for a number of people yesterday because the Reserve Bank uh, Board's decision, m- monthly meeting and then decision was announced half an hour before the horses jumped. But um, it was not that much of a surprise because the markets had been factoring in another rate rise. I think it's the 13th we've seen since the rates started to move again a year and a half or so ago. Um it, the inflation rate is coming down, but not as quickly as the Reserve Bank Board would like. There's been a bit of a spike in consumer spending lately that they were a bit alarmed about. And we're going into the season of spending a lot more money, as people do, heading into Christmas. Uh, and the bank doesn't meet. It, it meets in December, but it doesn't meet in January. So I guess they're pulling on levers now in the hope that they can see some more movement. They're trying to get inflation back down within the 2 to 3% range but it is stubbornly above that so the new reserve bank board governor michelle bullock i I think is sort of making a statement that they are very serious about getting inflation down that is their primary job and that's really the key lever that we that we have in this country uh, because a lot of this inflation is coming from our sources outside the australian economy you know the cost of petrol and the war in in ukraine etc and now unrest in the middle east too uh it's it's there aren't a lot of other levers to pull. So that's the one that's being yanked on very hard and, and um, mortgage holders are going to pay the price for it. We've, we're up 0.25% to 4.35% with official rates now. You don't know you're alive. <laughs> with what's happening over <laughs> I know, here. I thought, thought that might be the response, yeah. Yeah. Now, there's been an awful crash. Um, gosh, there's been more than one of of these that have made headlines over here. I remember that awful bus crash that happened um, with the wedding um, guests. Yep. What's this latest one that's made national news, uh, Karen? Terrible event on Sunday afternoon in in the state of Victoria. They had sort of an unofficial long weekend. We 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 had Melbourne Cup, and um, they they get a public holiday on the Tuesday for the Melbourne Cup. So a lot of people take the Monday and, and treat it as a long weekend. And some families from uh, the outskirts of Melbourne had travelled out outside the city to the town of Dalesford, which is a really popular tourist area. It's near the area of Hepburn Springs where they have hot springs and, uh, you know, very popular for people to visit. Uh, it was a beautiful Sunday afternoon and a lot of people were sitting out in a beer garden in the pub in the middle of town and a car has, um, drivers lost control, it seems, of a car and crashed into that beer garden and five people have died, which is just terrible. Um, a family... There were two families, Indian Australians from outside of Melbourne that were their young families, um, a mother and father, um, Vivek Bhatia, um, well, sorry, Vivek Bhatia and his 11-year-old son have died, Vihan, uh, his 36-year-old wife, Ruchi, and their other son, who's six, Abir, have survived but are in hospital with terrible injuries. And then uh, later on, uh, uh, sorry, another family, husband and wife, Pratipa Sharma, his partner, Jatin Chug, and Sharma's daughter, Anvi, who is nine, have also died. And then there are several others who are injured. So the whole town is complete, in complete shock. And it's just, I guess, the juxtaposition of people relaxing, <clears throat> excuse me, on a lovely Sunday afternoon, it's not clear, and this terrible incident, it's not clear what happened. The driver survived, 66-year-old man from Mount Macedon. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of information about what happened, except in- interestingly that police did say that, that speed was not a factor, and I think that was probably sending a message that this was not, doesn't seem to have been a, a, a sort of a targeted event. We saw uh, some terrible events in the city of Melbourne where people have used a car to mow people down seemingly 
deliberately, this is, does not seem to be one of those. Nevertheless, the impact has been awful and uh, with people under stress for all kinds of reasons, economically speaking too, like we just talked about, something like this uh, on a lovely Sunday afternoon is yeah. really hitting hard. Well, let's talk about the Melbourne Cup. I lost the sweepstake yet again. Uh, I still owe somebody <laughs> five bucks because who has cash anymore these days, but I will get that. Exactly. Maybe back transfer. But anyway, um, let's talk about the winners. Yes. Well, jockey Mark Zara has won his, his one back-to-back Melbourne Cups, but he, he was controversial because he switched in mounts. Last year he won on Gold Trip and this year he decided to not – he had the option to go back on Gold Trip and he just moved to the another horse without a fight, Australian-owned horse from the Freedman Stable, which is a famous horse-owning stable in Australia, and it paid off. He won the Melbourne Cup yesterday. In fact, it was, you know, daylight really between uh, him and the other horses and uh, it, much celebrated. I guess that's the, that's the other side of people having something else to – think about other than the economy or throwing their money away. I did not throw my money away this year. I, have to, I didn't put a bet on it all and I didn't go in a sweep. So I don't know, that that makes me a Scrooge. And there's a lot of discussion around whether this really is the, the race that stops the nation anymore. Um, there's, there's been much discussion about whether horse racing should should exist at all uh, and the downsides of horse racing in this country. And I think... Um, we are starting to see signs that perhaps people are less focused on the Melbourne Cup. I think it's, I think it's, 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 it's shiny it's side. kind of generational change. So I'd say the other thing I noticed on Guy Fawkes, I don't know where it was in, in various cities, but the city I'm in, I couldn't believe how few there were going off. Um, this is not the big public stuff. This is people with the fireworks in their own backyards. I and mean, normally you just go, oh, God, here we go. It's going to be going all night from all directions. But actually, it all pretty much wrapped up by 10. There only seemed to be, I don't know, I could look out my window and, you know, see maybe half a dozen sites that were really getting into it. I think it's just generational change sometimes, isn't it? The, in you know, back in the days where everyone had two channels on their TV to watch, um, everyone watched the Melbourne Cup. But different things to do Indeed. these days. yeah. Yeah. No, and, and uh, we are in straightened economic times. It's expensive to sort of engage sometimes in things like this. If you want to go to the races, you've got to spend on clothing and food and, and having a flutter. And even if you're watching it, there's lunches and sweepstakes and things. And perhaps yeah. people have just sort of lost interest as well as the as the humane and yeah. the dimensions of horse racing. Well, you're not getting away uh, with it. Uh, we, <laughs> we did win one match against Australia uh, of, of late. More than one, actually, now that I think about it. I can't remember. Anyway, um, oh. this league was a bit of a thumping in, in, the, in, the, in the code that you're supposed to dominate in. Yes, I'm sorry. It, it was. I was hoping we might have run out of time for that, Catherine. Um, <laughs> you, you are correct. Your Kiwis have smashed the kangaroos in the match in Hamilton. Uh, Australia suitably humiliated, really. It's quite interesting. Um, Mal Meninga, who's a league legend here, uh, was sort of asked about if this was if this was going to spark new international interest in rugby league because there's a big push for that here at the moment. And he just said, oh, well, everyone loves to see us lose, don't they? So I think... Probably on your side of the Tasman, that's probably true. I don't know. I think uh, Glenn Maxwell's 200s in a one-day oh, cricket yes. match might be making everyone feel just a little bit better. Meanwhile, I'm getting income yeah. from Auckland, the Hutt Valley, and all sorts of places, and this is just from my colleagues saying, don't know where you were, but the fireworks were going off all night. Three <laughs> nights for my colleague in Auckland. Okay. It's just wowsy old Wellington that's given up. Thank you. Always great to talk. That is Karen Middleton in Canberra.